Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Marcus and Melina de la Cruz. We hope that you'll be blessed by today's message. Let's pray as we get ready to open up with the word. Amen. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for this service. I thank you, Father, for your sweet presence in this place. I thank you, Father, you're here this morning, here to meet every need and here to deliver answers. And we receive them this morning. We receive all that you have for us this morning, Lord. I thank you that the plan of God for this service, it comes to pass. In Jesus' name, if you believe that, say amen. 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 Hallelujah. Well, good to be back. Praise the Lord. You missed one service. You feel like you kind of missed a little bit of something. Amen. Um, But I want you to open up your Bibles this morning. The Lord's been talking to me about this. Um, And so we're going to go here this morning. Open up your Bibles this morning to Romans chapter 14. Amen. Romans chapter 14. Praise the Lord. You know, this year the Lord really spoke to my heart about pressing in to what God has for us. Pressing in. You know, when God offers you something, (laughs) when God offers you something, the enemy doesn't just let you take it. He offers you healing. He offers you deliverance. God offers you a sound mind. When he offers us something, you know, the enemy will do whatever he can to keep us from taking hold of it. And so, you know, just like the woman with the issue of blood, healing was hers, right? I feel a little, a little loud. If you could just turn me down just a tad. Healing was hers, um, but she had to press in the crowd. She had to go through, get through some obstacles, if I could say that get through some obstacles to take hold, lay hold of something that was already given to her, something that was already provided for her, right? Right? So when God offers us a business, he offers us a spouse, he offers us healing, he offers us peace of mind, um, he offers us wisdom, um, he offers us the leading of the Holy Spirit, he offers us so many great things. But if we sit around and just wait for those things to happen, they'll never happen, right? So we have to be aware. There may be some obstacles for me to get into that, but I'm going to press in and get what God has for me, right? So you have to to be like, um, you know, as Pastor Marks will say, a, a bulldog on a cat on a Sunday morning, you know, a dog on a bone. I'm not letting go of what God has offered me, right? So this year, we're pressing in to the flow of heaven. What does heaven offer you this year? It could be a business. It could be um, something else. It could be a spouse, Um, you know, different things. Heaven has something for you this year, but to, to, to lay hold of it, you're gonna have to press in past some obstacles right? So Romans 14, 17. And so this morning we're going to talk about becoming skillful with heaven's flow. Because we don't have to wait to get to heaven to have heaven on earth. Right? Okay. So let's, what is heaven's flow? Romans 14, 17. You all know this verse, but let's read it together. Okay. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness peace and joy in the holy ghost this scripture 
is telling us what the flow of heaven is. The flow of heaven, you know, kingdom of God, um, it's not just a matter of getting food, getting drink, you know, uh, just living life on this earth, having all of our needs met, and that's it. You know, we're barely scraping by. We've got food. We're able to get by. But he said it's righteousness. What is righteousness? It's living right before God. I said it's living right before God. That's the kingdom of, that's the heaven's flow. If you choose to live another way, then you won't be living in heaven's flow. If you choose your own path, if you, live, if you choose to live in a, in a manner that is not part of heaven's flow, if you choose to allow another flow in your home, you know, I can look in my life, look at what I allow in my home, and decide, is this heaven's flow? If it's not heaven's flow, it's got to go. If it's not heaven's flow, it's got to go. Well, pastor, I don't have heaven's flow in my home. Well, start kicking out things that are not part of heaven's flow. Kick out the strife. Kick out the arguing, the the little uh, disputes. Kick out the attitude, right, towards your spouse. Kick out the offense towards your employer, Whatever it is, if it's not part of heaven's flow, it has to go, right? Because you can't partake of this world's flow Come on. in one side of your life. Yeah. And in the other side, I'm going to have heaven's flow. Come on. Right? So if, I, if, if someone walks into your home, do they see heaven's flow? Okay, well, that's just between you and the Lord. But, but I think many people, we want heaven's flow, but we're trying to hang on to the world's flow. Well, just a little bit of this. Yeah. Just a little bit of that. Yeah. You know, God knows my heart. God knows my heart. You know, he knows my intentions, right? So we, a lot of Christians, myself included, can, you know, we have fallen back on, well, God knows my heart. Listen, I'll tell you this. I know my child's heart by what they do. You know your child's heart, right? By what they do. Yeah, you know they're sweet. You know they're kind. You know they've got a great personality, right? You know all these great things about your children. But when they disobey, you're seeing what's in their heart. You're seeing, oh, there's a little bit of rebellion in there. That's not heaven's flow. So that's got to go. Right? And as a parent, it's your responsibility to take care of that and to enforce heaven's flow in your home. Right? So here, Paul is saying the kingdom of God's not meat and drink, but righteousness. So it's right living. It's peace. It's peace. It's peace. See, now you know why righteousness is first? This is what I believe. You can't have peace if you're not living right. You can't. It won't happen. You can try to have all the peace you want, but you can't have the God kind of peace without choosing to live righteously. Right? And then after you choose to live righteously, then there's peace, and then you've got joy. 
and the Holy Ghost. See, they all go together. They're all hand in hand. A lot of times we want to take out the right way of living. And it may not even be like a sin. Let me put it this way. It may not even be sin, living in sin. It may just be doing your own thing. Right? Doing your own thing. Living your own way. But if God leads you to drop some things out of your home that are not heaven's flow, then you got to drop it. See, once God deals with you about something to let go, you got to let it go. Because he's calling you to live up higher. He's calling you to that righteous way of living so that now you can experience the peace of God. And now you can walk out this life in joy in the Holy Ghost, right? So there's a, there's like a, you know, it's like a step, righteousness and then peace and then joy, right? Now my message isn't on righteousness. It's not on living right because we all know how to live right. right. We know, first of all, we know by reading this, reading this, reading our Bible, how to live right. And then with certain specific things that aren't in there, we know we're led by the Holy Spirit, right? So you could be going in one direction and you're moving along in your life and all of a sudden you get a eh, just a little eh, this isn't, I shouldn't do this. Mm, I shouldn't do, I, sh- I shouldn't go over there. I shouldn't allow that in, in my home. Something's just not right. I don't, I told Pastor Marcus this years ago with our kids, I don't have to explain anything to even myself i don't have to come up with a reason why i'm not allowing my child to go over there why i'm not allowing this in my home i don't need a reason i just need that little "Mm -mm, something's not right so i go okay i'm done because what happens is a lot of us we get into the mental arena let me figure it out why can't they go over there and then we feel like we have to explain it to our kids i used to tell my kids but mommy, why? I just know. Holy Spirit said, no, I got to check right here. That's it. That's it. I don't have to, but they're nice. I don't care. But they're not, I don't care. When the Holy Spirit checks me, I'm responsible, right? We are responsible as parents to keep the flow of heaven in our homes, right? Praise the Lord. Okay, so anything less than righteousness, peace, and joy, anything less than that, has no, I have to close the door to anything less than that in my life. You have to close the door to anything less than that. Because if you don't, it'll try and creep in. Unrighteousness will try and creep in. Uh, Fear, worry, anything that's uh, the opposite, polar opposite of peace will try and creep in. Depression, oppression, anything opposite of joy will try and creep in if we don't close the door, right? It's our job. Remember what I said. We're pressing into what God has, but it's not going to just fall on us. We have to seek after those things. We have to pursue them. You have to pursue peace. It's just not going to happen. You're just not going to have this great peaceful life. We're going to have this great peaceful marriage because we love each other. You know, oh my gosh, he's like... My dream boat, you know, and she's like, yeah, he's like, he's like, (laughs) he's like, she's like the woman. She's so hot. She's like the woman of my dreams. Well, you know, that lasts for about a year and a half, maybe, 
I talked to the married couples two years, and then, you know, real life, it could maybe be in the first year. Real life hits, and you're like, oh. She's mouthy. Right? <laughs> she talks a lot, and he leaves his dirty laundry around, and there's always something, right? You have to pursue peace. You have to go after the things that God offers you, church. That's why we come to church. So we can hear, what is God, what is he offering me today? Many times what, you, what is being offered to you, it comes through, through the word, but it also comes through your pastor, amen? So anything less than those three things, I refuse to allow it in my house. You have to refuse to allow those things in your life, right? Now I'm going, I'm going this to a certain place because I'm, I'm going to talk about peace this morning. Kenneth Hagin said, the greatest temptation I've faced is the temptation to worry. The greatest, this is a mighty man of God in the ministry for over 60 years. The greatest temptation I've faced is the temptation to worry. Worry is not part of heaven's flow. Worry is not part of the peace flow. Worry is an attack on your mind. It will attack your peace level, and then it'll affect your joy level, right? It will attack you, you know, there used to be, a, or there is a book, you know, the battlefield of the mind. That's the enemy's battlefield with you. If he can get you thinking the wrong thoughts, if he can get you to worry about your life, your future, your kids, what's the next step, worried about your body, any area that he can get you to worry about, he has stopped the power of God from flowing in that yeah. area. Yeah. Worried about your job, worried about your business, worried about your you know, fellow employees. Once he gets you into worry, how do you know you're worried? You're thinking about it. How do you know you're worried? Yeah. You're thinking about it. One thought about it. Now you've gone into the opposite flow of heaven. You've gone into the world's flow. And we have to remember this world's flow is not our normal. Because you are surrounded daily. If you're working out in, you know, in the public sector, you're surrounded daily by people who are in fear. They're afraid right now. They're afraid probably now more than ever. They're worried. And if they're afraid, guess what? That means they're worried about many things. That is their normal. As a believer in Christ, as a new creature in Christ, worry is not a part of our flow anymore. It may have been a part of your flow. It may have been a part of your normal before you came to know Jesus. But now that we are a believer, yeah. now that we yeah. are in him, we are in Christ, yeah. worry has no place in my life. Worry has no place in your life. If you allow worry in, you'll hinder the flow of God, the power of God to go to work in that situation. Um, I remember Brother Copeland has told this story many times. You know, you can have faith in one area of your life and then worry in another. Yeah. He, he talked about his um, organization, their ministry, and there was one area that he was over, and it was the TV ministry. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, 
that was the area that he was over. And so they got together with the board and he was like, man, they all gave their reports. Everybody's area was doing great, except for the area that he was over, which was the TV ministry. It was behind financially. And he said the reason it was is because he was worried about it. But all the other areas were doing great. And he realized the one area that he was worried about was the one that was behind. See, the one child you're worried about, you'll hinder the flow of God from moving in their life. The one area, that one bill you're worried about, you'll stop the power of God from going to work and taking care of that bill because you're worried about it. That customer you're worried about, uh, the next step, future you're worried about, if you're worried about it, you're going to stop the flow of God, right? And the flow of heaven is peace. The flow, even the flow of heaven for your life is peace. When you're sleeping, when you're going through your day, we ought to walk in the peace of God, amen? Now let's look at uh, Ephesians 5, verse 26. Praise the Lord. You have your Bibles or your device, amen? We love our Bibles, Praise the Lord. Why? Because there's life. There's help. It's the flow of heaven, what's written in the scriptures. Amen. Ephesians 5, verse 26. Um, Now here, Paul is talking about husbands loving their wives as Christ loved the church. And verse 26 that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word. Um, This is also talking about, you could also use this as as, uh, what the word does for us. When we read our Bibles, when we spend time in the word and fill ourselves up with the word, the word washes us. It cleanses us. It washes our mind. That's why it's so important to read our Bible every day. Because if you don't, you'll start to live in the flow of the world instead of the flow of heaven. If you want heaven's flow, you have to read your Bible. You have to read your Bible, and then you have to do the Bible. Amen? So it says here, he sanctifies us and cleanses us with the washing of water by the word. What it's saying is these scriptures are the great separator. These scriptures, they sanctify us. In other words, they separate us from the flow of the world. This word in your heart will separate you from worry. It'll separate you from fear and doubt. You can't walk in peace without the word. You can't do it on your own, in your own strength. Amen? And so this word separates us from the world. Amen? When we read the scriptures, we're feeding on his thoughts. His thoughts. These are his thoughts. His thoughts become our thoughts. His words become our words. His way of living becomes our way of living. Did you hear what I just said? His way of living ought to become our way of living. 
That's where the peace of God is. When I choose to walk in his ways, not my own ways, I can walk in the peace of God. You can't walk in the peace of God and do your own thing. That is true. It is true. Amen. And so we have his word. It says it's the great separator. Amen. Praise God. So we want heaven's flow. We want days of heaven on earth, right? Who wants days of heaven on earth? Me. Who wants it for you and your kids? Me. You want it for your family. You want to see that, right? Well, days of heaven on earth require us to stay in safe places. Safe places. With our body and with our mind. We have to keep our body in a safe place. We have to keep our mind in a safe place, right? Your body may want to go to other places it ought not to go. Your mind may want to just, you know, go to other places it ought not to go. It's our job as believers to rein it in. But what do we rein it in with? Not our own strength. We rein it in with the Word. The Word is our strength. The Word is our life. Amen? So... We have to be hard on our bodies, on our flesh. You know, there's certain places I don't take my body to. I don't take my body to a bar. I just don't. Why? That's not heaven's flow. So why would I go there? I don't take my body to clubs. That's not heaven's flow. I'm not going to take myself somewhere that's not heaven's flow, and then expect to have peace. I don't take, yeah, there are demons in there. I don't take my, my eyes to rated R movies. That's my personal conviction because they show things on there that I don't need to see. It's not heaven's flow. Okay? Um, there are certain places, just like I don't take my body, I'm trying to compare this to your mind. I don't allow my mind to go certain places, right? I don't allow my mind to get in fear about my children. I don't allow my, bo- my mind to start worrying about my finances. See, I can't let my mind go places, just like I can't let my body go places. I can't let my mind, because we think, well, my body's not there. Yeah, but where are you letting your mind go to? Are you worried about your future? Are you worried about, I don't know what the next step is. Are you worried about your kids? Because that's not the flow of heaven, right? So there are certain places I have to be hard on my body. Say, body, you're not, you know, hey, body, you're not going to eat that extra piece of cake today, right? You've got to be hard on your body. No body, you know, lately my thing is just just me, sharing me, drink more water. No body, you're going to drink that water. I really want an iced tea. You know, I really want to drink that iced something sweet. No, you're going to drink more water. I'm being hard on my body, right? I have to tell my body what to do. You've got to tell your body what to do. When your body wants to do the wrong thing, you speak to your body and say, no, you're not going there. That's not heaven's flow. I won't take this body that is not my own. See, when you come to know Jesus, the Bible says your body is not your own anymore. It is his. So I won't take my body there. Well, the same way, you know, we can be so adamant about that. And then our mind wanders all over the place. And we wonder why we don't have peace. 
I'm keeping my body in the right place. Keep your mind in the right place. Don't allow your mind to wander and to worry, to get in fear. So just like I talk to my body, I talk to my mind. No, you're not going to think that. That is a lie from the devil. I refuse to worry about that situation. I refuse to get in fear and doubt. Fear and doubt, you go. Because they will come. Fear will come. Doubt will come. Worry will come. Don't think that you're not doing things right because those wrong thoughts come. That's where the enemy, he tries to send fiery darts. Now, what happens is if we don't reject those thoughts, then we accept that worlds flow, we, and then we, we no longer have the peace of God. So we have to, just because the thoughts come, don't, worry, don't, don't, don't get all, oh, the thoughts came. No, just refuse yes. those thoughts. Don't allow them to land. Yes. Yeah. They circle. Yeah. They circle. Yeah. The moment you wake up, they start circling. Yeah. You rebuke that. Say, that's not my flow. That's not my thought. I will not take that thought. Now, how can I say that? Because I have cast that care over on the Lord. I have given my children to the Lord. I have given my finances to the Lord. I've given that business deal, Lord, to, to the Lord. I refuse to worry about it anymore. So you have to use your words and close the door. You close the door by using your words. You close the door by using your words. Same with your body. Your body wants to go do something. You're going, I just really want to. No, you're not doing that, body. You close the door to the devil, mm-hmm. to your flesh, with your words. Amen. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, what do we do to keep the door closed? We don't do it in our own strength. Number one, we feed on the word. We read our Bibles. The B-I-B-L-E. That's the book for me. Remember that song? I stand upon the word of God, the B-I-B-L-E, the Bible. We read our Bibles. This is where direction comes from. This is where strength comes from. All right? And then, so don't think, well, I just, you know, I didn't read my Bible yesterday. Well, that's okay. Move on. Say, this day I'm reading my Bible. Bible. Come on, I'm going to read my Proverbs. What's today? The 10th? Proverbs 10. You know, there's 31 Proverbs. You can read one a day. You'll grow in wisdom. You'll grow in faith. Start reading the New Testament. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John. Read about Jesus. Amen. And then fellowship with him. That's one way you fellowship. You spend time with Jesus, reading his word. Amen. Yeah. But listen to him and keep the wrong things out. I said keep the wrong things out. Praise the Lord. All right. Let's go to a scripture. I'm not going to get to hardly any of my notes, but 1 Peter 5, 7. Let's go there. We're going to look at it in the Amplified. 1 Peter 5, 7. And we need to start saying, it's not hard for me. It's easy for me. It's an easy flow. Following God is easy. Keeping worry out is easy. Listen, I grew up with relatives that were great worriers. I've even talked to people in this day and age and 
oh no, but it's normal. You know, it's normal to worry about your kids. And I'm like, no, not. <laughs> no, why? it's not heaven's flow. It's, there's no peace there, right? The next thing you know, you're thinking about your kids, you're thinking about that situation. You've, you've created this whole scene in your head about what's going to happen, like a movie, right? How many of you, you have an imagination, you're laying in bed, this whole like movie has played in your mind, and it's something that hasn't even happened yet. But because you're worried about it, you see it in the future, you've seen it all happen, and this is how it's going to play out. What are you doing? You're worrying about it. How do you know if you're worrying about it? You're thinking about it. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Cast all your cares. Say all. All. The Amplified says all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all, on your spouse. Just cast all your cares on your spouse. Tell them about everything, and then, oh, I feel so much better. I'm glad you know now, right? Is that what it says? Yeah. Now he's weighed down like this. Well, I don't know what I have to do. But, you know, you feel free and light. I told him everything. It's good. No, that is not the answer. Right. It, he, Peter said right here, cast all your cares on the Lord, on Jesus. Give them to the Lord. Every fear worry. You're thinking about, Lord, you know, I'm very specific. Lord, I've been thinking about this situation. I've been thinking about this person. I've been thinking about this financial need. And Father, I realize I've been worrying about it. So right now, here and now, this day, and sometimes I'll even write it in my journal, if it's something that's really been just hitting, hitting hard. The devil will hit your mind hard. He'll hit it hard. Why? Because He's trying to distract you. He's trying to keep you from moving forward in your life, from taking possession of what rightfully belongs to you. So he'll hit you hard in the mind, right? And how many people are sitting in church today and their mind is being bombarded, bombarded, bombarded? And we're all smiling. Yeah, we're good. But see, you've got to fight the devil with your words. And so, so it says, cast all your cares, any worry that you have, all your anxieties, all your anxieties. We don't have to have anxiety. That's right. Pastor, you know, I've heard people, young teenagers, that's this thing. I have anxiety now. Oh, they have anxiety. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you're worrying. Yeah. You're in fear. Yeah. Cast the care on the Lord and you won't have anxiety. Yeah. Right? So I cast it on him. I say, Lord, you said to cast it on you. So I imagine me taking this problem. This person, this situation, whatever it is the enemy has tried to get me to worry about. Why is he trying to get me to worry about it? So the power of God won't work. That's right. I can't be in faith and worry at the same time. Yeah. So I take that and I say, I take this situation right now. And I cast it into your hands, Lord. It is now in your hands. I take my hands off it. I take my mind off it. It's not my concern anymore. It's in your hands. I'm done. Now, Father, you take care of it. And I go on my merry way. I go on my merry way. But then what happens when we do that, right? The devil will try and get you to go touch it again. You wake up in the morning. All of a sudden, there's that situation. 
what are you going to do? You're going to start worrying about it? Or you have to use your mouth. No, this is what I say. Too late, Mr. Devil. Ha, I already gave it over to God. You can go talk to him about it. It's not my concern. I'm not worried about it. See, when I put it in God's hands once and for all, and I leave it there, he can take care of it. He can do far more than I ever could if I'll just leave it in his hands. Take my hands off it. Take my mind off it. Take, how am I going to solve this problem? Let's see here. If I do this and I do that, and you're trying to figure it out in the natural, when if you'll give it to the Lord, he will take care of it. Right? What did we read? The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace. Righteousness, peace. Peace. And then you'll have joy in the Holy Ghost. Amen. So here, Peter's saying, cast it on the Lord. Give it to him. Take your hands off of it. I don't care how long it takes did you hear me you have to be like that i don't care how long it takes got to keep your mind off it got to keep your hands off it i don't care how long it takes because i cast that care over on god and the devil will come and say yeah but you know it's not working it's been months it's been years it's been whatever i don't care how long it takes i already gave it to the lord he is my caretaker God is your caretaker. If you'll allow him to come in and take it, give it up. I said, give it up, give it up, give it over to his hands. Allow him to care for it. He'll take care of that situation. And the power of God will go to work. work. Amen. Amen. And so I say this. Thank you, Father God. You care for me. You care for my family. Come on. He doesn't just care for you. He cares about your family, too. And you're taking care of us, Lord. And I refuse to pick that concern up, that care, that worry. I already gave it to the Lord. Lord, I thank you, Father. You're working on it. Hallelujah. And when it tries to come back, when those thoughts try to come, I've got to be hard on my mind. No mind. You're not going there. I thank you, Father God. God's taking... See, now I can praise him because I already put it in his hand. Thank you, Father God. You're taking care of that. You're taking care of that situation. Those finances, they're coming in. Those sales, they're coming in. Those houses, they're being sold. Hallelujah. Power of God's working. So I just cast the care over on the Lord. Ha, ha, ha. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father God. You're taking care of my business. You're the one I'm in partnership with. I'm in partnership with the greatest partner I could ever have. And you're taking care of it, Lord. Hallelujah. And I say it with my mouth. And I start praising God that he is taking care of it. And that's how we walk out this life. One of the ways we walk out this life in peace. Now, if you're not staying in safe places, if you're not living how you should live, uh, those things will hinder the peace of God. You can cast the care on the Lord, but the Lord will, you know, God is so faithful. He will deal. He's always dealing with us and showing us, hey, get, get rid of that. You know, it could be something that you've allowed in your home yeah. that is stealing peace. Stealing 
could be, could be anything. I don't know. But you know. So be sensitive to those things. You are the gatekeeper to your mind. You are. You are the gatekeeper to your own mind. Just like you're the gatekeeper to what comes in your home, what you allow in, what you don't allow in, you're also the gatekeeper to your own mind. And so you be hard. We have to be hard on our mind. And, and we answer those worried thoughts back. Amen? We don't take them because they're not part of heaven's flow. So I talk back when those thoughts come. We talk back to them. Amen? Amen. Worried thoughts are dangerous. They're dangerous. So this is what our pastor said. What you worry about, power can't touch. What you have on your mind is what you're holding on to. That's good right there. What you have on your mind is what you're holding on to. So what do we need to do? Fill our thoughts with what we want. Just fill up. Just fill up with the word. Fill up with righteousness. Fill up with the peace of God. Fill up with the joy of the Lord. Just fill up. Fill up with what you want in your life and reject anything that you don't want. Amen. Press into what God has for you. Amen. And then you'll come out on top, like Pastor Marcus said, because worry doesn't fix anything. It only subtracts, right? It takes your peace. It takes your joy. It takes your health. It will take your health. It'll play a number on your body. It'll take out the ease and lightness of life. It will take away your sleep. It's a subtractor. And as your children get older, (laughs) as your children get older, you know, when my kids were, I think they were teenagers, I had this, man, I was really, I can't remember who it was, worried. You know, worry will always come about your children. So, one of them, I can't remember. And I'm like, Lord, if I could just get this one, na 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 na. And I had this thing. And the Lord said to me, well, what are you going to do when you have grandkids? And I said, man, I really got to get this worry thing. I got to get this under control here. I got to take a, see, you got to deal with it now because there will always be something. There will always be, you think, well, if this problem was gone, Right? Then I wouldn't be worried. If this was fixed, I wouldn't be worried. No, there will always be something that will come up in, in an area of your life. So let's become skillful now because this church, we are moving into, I believe we are in this shifting period, transitioning where you know God's opening doors. I, I just know our building's there. I just know it. Pastor Mark and I, we're looking at all buildings. I'm like, okay, let's go. That one, I don't know. <laughs> but we're looking. We're making movement. You know, I'm like calling Pedro. Pedro, I'm texting him all these. <laughs> what about this building? What about this one? You know, and we're making movement. And I know that to have the, the flow of heaven, the power of heaven to go to work in our church, that we have to become skillful with, we're not going to worry about things. We're not going to worry about things in our family. We're not going to, we're going, we're going to become skillful with our finances, not worrying about, we're not going to worry about doing what God told us to do. Yeah. We can't worry about what God told us to do. 
We, that's, see, that's another thing. God tells you to do something, and all of a sudden, you start worrying. Right. How am I going to do that? How am I going to get there? How's that going to happen? Where am I going to live? How am I going to get the money for that? I don't know. You don't have to worry about it. See, what are you doing? You're handling what God told you to do in your thought life. And all of a sudden, now all these things start playing out. And you, then you get all worried. And like, I don't know why I feel sick all of a sudden. Why do I have a headache? Because you're worried. Yeah. Right? And you're like, man, I have no peace. Listen, when God gives you direction, when he gives you something to do, I don't care in what area it is, just do it. Just do it. Just make movement and everything will fall into place. If God told you to do it, you don't have to worry about it. You just do what he told you to do. Just make that movement. Whatever he told you to do, just take the step. All right, Lord, all I know is I have this leading. You know, did God speak to you audibly, Pastor Melina? No, there's many times God will lead you to do something. There's no audible voice. You know, I don't hear, oh, I think I heard a voice. You know, there's no angel coming to, you know, bring a message. It's just in my spirit. You need to do this. Right? You need to do this. And you're like, all right, Lord, I'm going to do this. You, and then you got to talk to yourself. God, you told me to do this. God, you told me to make movement. So I'm going to start moving forward. I'm gonna, and God will he'll bring all the provision, all the supply. You don't have to get in your head. God will take care of it. When the enemy tries, how's it going to work? I don't know. I just know I'm doing what God told me to do. God's will is, I used to say this, God's will is God's bill. God's will is God's bill. God told me to do it. I'm going to move forward and do it. And God's going to make a way. Amen. Amen. Think about Moses. The Lord said, get out of Egypt. Get out of Egypt. Take my people out of Egypt. Some of you need to get out of Egypt. You're in the wrong. I don't know. But maybe it was good for a season. The Lord's saying, I want you to go to your promised land. And you're like, how am I going to get out? Because, you know, in Egypt, man, I got food. I got, sure, they're beating me, but I got food. You know, I got, I got a house. I got, I know what I'm going to do. I know, I know how to live in Egypt. Now God's saying, get out. It's time for you to make movement. Go do this thing. And you're like, but, but how, you see, you start trying to calculate. How am I going to, you don't have to calculate. You know, the people of Israel did not have to calculate anything. God brought them provision. Even when they came to the Red Sea, They just stepped on in and it opened up, right? God will make a way. Whatever he tells you to do, don't be worried about it. Keep the door closed to worry, amen? Keep the door closed to fear. Keep the door closed to doubt. Recognize that the enemy, if he can get you in doubt, you'll go without. And God has so much So much, so much for us, so much for your family. He's got so much for your life. There are things that God has for your life that you you think you know, but you don't even know what he has for you. If you'll let go of your plan and say, Lord, I want what you want. Lord, your will is my will. Lord, I make your will. See, I'm putting my body my body, my mind under. No, no, I make your will my will. I choose to follow what you would have me do. And as I do, Lord, you're going to take care of everything. He's going to take care of everything. Bring you right where you need to be. It'll be better than you even thought it could be. 
when you listen to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That, that's for us going into the next thing. Yeah. That's for you going into the next thing. No more worrying about it. No more worrying about it. No more trying to calculate how it's going to happen. But just giving it, God, you told me. God, you said I'm healed. I don't have to worry about how, how this healing is coming. I just know that your word says, by your stripes, I am healed. My body is healed. And I just, I obey you in those things you tell me to do. Amen? Whatever area, whatever area it is, no more worry. Say that with me. No more worry. No more, no more fear. No more, fear. No, more doubt. no more doubt. And I cast the care. Over on the Lord. What's he told you? What's he been talking to you about? What things have you been worried about? It's held up because you've been worried about it. Give it to the Lord. Amen. This week, your homework. Give it to the Lord. Whatever that thing is that you've been holding on to, thinking about, give it over to him. Amen. Amen. Let's stand up. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father God. Praise you. Let's just worship him. Father, we just worship you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Father, for your word this morning. And if there's any area, Lord, where we have been worrying or be, been in fear about, Father, you just, whatever that area is, you just tell him this morning. I just give it to you, Father. You tell him I refuse to worry about that anymore. That is not my thought. I won't take it. I give it over to the Lord once and for all. I put it in your hands, Lord, and you're taking care of that situation in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. We thank you, Father. You're our caretaker. You're our caretaker. You're taking care of everything. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise you, Jesus.